Bava Matziah, Perakei, Mishnah Zayin, 5-7. Now we return back to that Isser de Rabbanon of Psika al-Haperos, meaning uh, setting forward contracts, meaning that one accepts a payment now for future delivery of some commodity, some good. Um, and the rabbi said that that is Aser Mid Rabbanon, under normal circumstances. Um, and the reason why is because Although it's just it's a commercial transaction, not a loan, so for sure it's not a derisa, it really looks and feels and could really do what a loan could do to a borrower that's no shechem, that really hurts him. Because the idea is, if I'm the seller and you pay me 100 today and I'm supposed to deliver you the goods in a month, so in a month, let's say you gave me $100 today and you wanted to get whatever it is, 10 gallons of oil. So... In a month's time, the price of oil could go way up, and when I give you the 10 gallons of oil, they're worth 200, and which means, of course, A, you as the buyer profit, but more me, the person who took the money now and delivers good later, it's kind of like me repaying what you gave me, and it's cost me a lot, so I'm getting hurt. So the rabbi says, since that looks like ribbis and feels like ribbis, um, it's Asr Madurabanan, unless one of two basic criteria are met, and that will be discussed explicitly in our Mishnah. Um, the first one, which actually isn't that explicit, is... Um, if the condition is yeshlo. Yeshlo means that the seller currently has what he's selling in stock. So I have those 10 gallons of oil in my storage facility. I'm only delivering them to you next month, but I have them now. So when you give me the $100, um, the rabbi said it's as if it's equivalent to me giving you that oil now and just delivering it to you later on. Now, of course, you're not really owning that oil. To own the oil, you need to actually do a hagbar or something, physically make a Misa Kenyan to acquire it, and you're not, um, which means more than that, um, although you could back out of this transaction if you wanted to, since you didn't yet do the Misa Kenyan to seal it. Um, if you would do that, the rabbi said you're under a penalty of this Misha Para. Remember that, that uh, clause that it's like a rabbinic curse that the same Hashem who punished the people of the flood and of the Dora Flaga, etc., that same Hashem will take retribution against the person who doesn't stand by his word um, and, and does a deal, pays money, then asks for his money back. So so because of that, um, that's, it's sort of like it's the, the deal is sort of done. Now, I think the essential point here is that the seller is hedged. That means that if um, the prices would go uh, against him and the price of oil shoots up, he's not really going to get terribly hurt because he has the oil in stock. That's the idea. Now, um, our mission will say that there's another point, which is even if he isn't in a situation of yeshlo, he doesn't yet have possession, and uh, he doesn't yet have in stock what he's selling, but if there's yatsa shar, yatsa shar, again, means that there's a, a public, confirmed, stable market price that everyone knows exists, and the commodity is available at that price. So then... Let's say, for example, I'm selling you the 10 gallons of oil. I have no oil in my facility, but everyone in town is selling the same oil for the same price. Um, and therefore, if I want to, I can get it any time at that price. So since it's readily available at a fixed price, and I'm selling it to you at that, that uh, fixed price now, so then uh, I'm really effectively hedged, because if I wanted to, I could go buy it right now. And therefore, it's as if Yeshlo, as if I have it in stock already, even though I don't. Okay? Um, now, just speaking it out, in the event uh, to... Two caveats. Number one, in the event I have, you know, a hundred gallons of oil in my storage facility, I can only sell up to a hundred gallons with Psika with these four contracts. Past that, I can't because I'm not instead of Yeshlo. If so, 
Yeah, that's number one. Number two is um, if I do the forward contract and we set it at today's price, um, then it's supposed to be at today's prevailing price and I'm supposed to deliver it based on that, that deal. Um, and that even if later on the prices change and the the person who paid early, who effectively is like a borrower, is getting back more than he bargained for in terms of value because that's the price of the oil went up. So now he's getting you know $200 worth of oil. That's okay. We're saying that's not called ribbis. Okay, so the mission says inside, Ein poskanala payros, one may not uh, agree to future delivery at a fixed price now on some kind of commodity. Ajiyetze hashar, um, if he doesn't have it in stock, yeshlo, until yeitze shar, unless the publicly confirmed price is out there in the marketplace and everyone knows it and it's fixed. Yatza shar, but once the price is in the market and known, then post can, then a person could commit to future delivery at a price now, at the current shar price, at the prevailing price of the, of the rate, um, because even though he, the seller, doesn't have there's no he doesn't have the thing he's selling, some other guy has it and it's readily available. In other words, the two lezes in the sentence, so the, the it's even though the seller doesn't have it. There are other people from whom he could buy in the marketplace, so it's as if yeshlo. And therefore, it's effectively hedged, and therefore, the rabbis didn't forbid it. Okay. Um, the mission continues. What happens if he was the first guy who reaped his field, and now he's got this, you know, this um, pile of, of uh, wheat sitting in his, in his uh, field, and um, it still needs to be you know, um, threshed and winnowed, before he can deliver the grain, but there is no shar yet because because um, he was first, so the, the, the no one knows the fixed the fixed price yet because the wheat hasn't come to market. So says the Mishnah, posek imo al hagadish, he's allowed to enter into a forward contract to deliver um, wheat kernels, um, based on the fact that he has the wheat sitting back unthreshed and unwinnowed in his field. So it's like a state of yeshlo, because he has it. So he's got a hedge, effectively, right? He's, he can deliver it confidently because he has it. Um, not the wheat that he's selling, but at least he has in grain form, and like the kernel form, but he does have it um, in the field waiting to be waiting to be uh, uh, threshed and winnowed. So if you'll ask the question, well, where do you draw the line? So the Gemara answers, the line is drawn if there are just one or two malachas to go with this uh, product um, to make it into the state that it is being sold at now for delivery, that's acceptable. Um, if there are more than two malachas to go, then it's not acceptable. So that means that if I'm selling you, um, you know, wheat kernels, I can have it if it just needs um, threshing and winnowing. But if, let's say, I have the wheat still growing in my field, then I need to be harvested and harvested in addition to, to um, threshed and winnowed. So then, no, that's too early a stage, and one couldn't be post comparison on that. Um, similarly, we have other examples. Al ha'avit shel anavim. If you've got, you want to sell wine, but currently the wine is sitting as grapes sitting in a big vat. So again, that's going to be okay because even though you haven't got the wine that you're selling, you have the grapes in a vat. Um, the the avit is like a the trough that you keep the grapes in to soften up until you can get all the grapes pressed properly. So it's ready to go. It's just a matter of pressing it, so it's permitted. Similarly, va'al ha'ma'atan shel zesim. Ma'atan is the container which you put the the um, olives to soften before you're going to put them in the base of bad to press them to get your olive oil. So the point is, even though I have no olive oil now, 
in my storage facility, in my possession, but I do have the olives in the vat, and I can already sell you olive oil, and it's a status like yeshlo, because I'm already hedged. Valha beitzim shel yotzer. Here we're talking about a person comes and he wants to buy, let's say, you know, teacups. And the teacups are made from, you know, clay that's, you know, spun on the potter's wheel and then fired in the kiln. So the point is, um, this this uh, clay works, you know, jugs or pots or teacups, whatever it is. Um, the person selling them, the potter doesn't have them in his storage facility yet. He's still got only baits him are like the little like egg-shaped balls of dough, excuse me, of, of clay that will be turned into the teacups or pots, whatever the story is. So that's really good enough, and therefore he could do a forward contract on these, um, it's like a commodity, right, these standard jugs or teacups, whatever they are, based on the fact that he has these baits in, uh, already in stock. Vala Sid, Mishashik O Bakivshan. Sid is... um. Lime. It's really like the plash that you use, like for like putting on walls and so on. And the way they made that is they took limestone or chalk. They basically put it in a kiln, like a big furnace kind of, um, and then it cooked and um, and then a, then a, it, it's a process. So it's cal- it's calcium carbonate that turns into calcium oxide, uh, calcium oxide, yeah, and then whatever. And then you mix it with water, you slake it, then you get like this. You get this uh, this this plaster. So the point is that you don't have the plaster in stock, but you have the big um, the limestone that is going to make the plaster shortly, and it's already mishishiku bakivshan. It's already been like uh, sunk into the big in-ground kiln that's going to f- cook it and heat it up, so that this um, you know this process can go through. That's really enough that you consider yourself hedged, and you're allowed to to afford contract with the delivery of plaster of sid lime um, because you have the raw materials already just um, one or two steps away from being done. Two steps. Uh, now we got a little bit of a different topic here. Again, the person is doing a forward contract for delivery of fertilizer. Um, how do you make fertilizer? So the way they did it back then, basically, is they would collect the animal droppings throughout the year. Um, in the summer months, they would keep them stored in like a big, you know, dung pile or something. And then in the winter months, when it starts to rain, they would spread it out. And the combination of the rain plus the animals or human traffic trampling um, the the manure, the dung, it would turn it into fertilizer, okay? So now, if you're talking about in the summertime, uh, no one has any fertilizer, and there's a lot of work to be done there, but you know what? It's like a certainty, the mission is thinking, that over time, there'll be fertilizer to sell because the dung gets made automatically by the animals on the farm. Um, so the question is, can one enter, enter into a Ford contract and be POSIC on delivery of fertilizer when he hasn't even got, he's nowhere near that readiness um, in the in the summertime? So says the Tanakhama, and this is the halacha that you can posik imo al hazevel koliyimosashana. Even in the summertime, um, you can um, commit to deliver fertilizer in the future because it's like a certainty it's going to be there. It's like effectively hedged because the animals are there and they're just a matter of time. Rabiosi disagrees. Rabiosi says there's no special rule when it comes to fertilizer. Rabiosi omer ein poskin al hazevel ele imken haiselo zevel baashpa. You can't commit to deliver. Fertilizer, unless you have the manure sitting in the manure pile. So it's like a certainty it's there, just a matter of waiting until the conditions are right in the wintertime to spread it out and get it to turn it from manure into fertilizer. Um, the Chum, our third opinion, they say Chum, they say yes, you can. What their yes, you can is yes, you can 
make a forward contract for the delivery of fertilizer, even if you don't have it in the dung pile. But it has to be at least um, in the winter time, um, say the rabbis, because in the summertime it's too far away and there's no promising that it will be ready. Uh, uh, but with like Tanakama, long story short, that if you have a farm, the animals produce the the dung, it's just a matter of time to get it to be turned into uh, fertilizer. So yes, you could. Okay, the last part of the mission is like a new paragraph, a new thought here, which is um, what about the following. Can a person um, contract for delivery in the future, but he can, he says, now I want to get the best price that's available in uh, the marketplace. So in other words, right now he wants to buy um, he wants to buy oil, and the oil goes for 10 gallons for hundred for $100. Okay, fine. So that they deal, they, there's a Yitzig out there, there's a, there's a Shar out there, 10 for 100 and everything's cool. So we were allowed, we were allowed to be to make a Ford contract. But this guy, the buyer, says, "Listen, in the event that the prices um, get get in my favor, meaning that for the same hundred dollars I could get twelve instead of just ten gallons. So I want you to commit to me now that I'm going to get it based on that that better rate if it happens. Okay? So is that allowed? The answer is yes, it's allowed. Um, and the reason why it's allowed effectively is because the buyer at any time could say, listen, I, I gave you $100 for 10 gallons, but I see now I can get 12 gallons. I want my money back. And although that's a bad thing to do, um, he would get the Misha Para curse. But the point is he could do it. And since he can do it in his rights, so instead he can say, listen, I'm just going to skip out that step. In the event that the prices change, give me the better deal, and that's that. And that's allowed. Um, that's the halacha. That's the farshita here. Um, so, and it's not considered to be ribis, whatever it is. So that's what it says here. Now, the words are a little tricky. They're counterintuitive. Um, we're saying that he's allowed to, the buyer is allowed to contract for the four contract to be adjusted in his favor to get him the best price. So that means that the price, so to speak, goes down, what we call go down. But you could also say, instead of saying that the price of a gallon of oil went from 10 dollars down to eight dollars that's going down you could say the same hundred dollars will buy you 12 gallons instead of 10 gallons so that means the amount of oil you can buy for the same amount of money has gone up okay that's so that's what the mission looks looks in that way it says meaning he can um, write a contract now that he the buyer that gets delivered the goods at the best price at the what you call the lowest price what the mission is calling the highest amount of delivery, meaning 12 instead of 10 gallons of, of oil, which means the price went down. That's allowed. Rabbi Omer, well, Rabbi says, of course you can do that. Not only, of course you can make a deal that you want to get the best price in the marketplace if the price has changed, you don't even have to say that. Because at any time, you could just simply say, even if you don't specify that, until you get delivery, you can say, listen, I want my money back right now because I can buy for the same $100. I could buy 12 instead of instead of 10 So why do I wait for your 10 I want to get 12 now. Since he could do that, um, so he doesn't even need to stipulate it. And the rabbis don't agree with that. The rabbis said, listen, he can't really do that because if he does, he faces the curse of the rabbis of Mishapara. But uh, Rebutus says, yeah, but he can do it. Since he can do it, he meant it all along. That's the essential point. That when he said, I want to buy a fix for a fixed price now, giving $100 for 10 gallons of oil, it's implicit. 
And if the price goes in my favor, I want the better price, or else I'm going to demand my money back. That's Rabbi Yehuda Shita. However, the Tanakam holds, and this is the Lacha. No, you can't. If you don't speak it out, you can't get the better price. Um, and if you try that stunt, well, you'll be able to get your money back, but you will face Misha Parah.